fuck it. <laughs> I don't have uh, I don't have an intro made, so <laughs> let's just do some wannabe gangster shit real quick. Fuck it. Let's go. Welcome to Nabi, covering sports of all sorts. If there's any breaking news, you know we got the report. Our one and only goal is to make this your podcast resort. Get you your favorite team updates, both on and off of the court. Breaking down everything. NFL, NBA, MMA, not much a soccer fan, but might even cover Team USA. Is KD leaving Golden State? Is Jordan really the GOAT? Is LeBron comfortable in LA? We'll keep the team afloat. If GSP fights Khabib, we fight him toe to toe. While the Fury rematch, who's always gonna go? We'll cover everything and anything you wanna know. Whatever it may be, we'll break it all down on the show. Yo, 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 what is up, everybody? This is Nabi Podcast. I am your host, Sani Nabi. Um, <laughs> this is episode motherfucking 10. Um, I can't even believe that we fucking even made it this far, honestly. Uh, you know what I mean? I started this whole thing just on a fucking, you know what I mean? Just to see if I could. I was a part of another one. It didn't work out. I wanted to see if I could do this on my own. And I didn't think it was going to fucking go this far, man. Shout out to all of you guys, all the listeners and uh, all the fucking, uh, all the supporters you know what I mean? Literally, literally, if it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't, I would not have made it this far. Um, I apologize how I couldn't get this episode out yesterday. Um, I wanted to so bad, but uh, if you heard the last episode, my fucking tooth was fucking me up so fucking bad, dude. That shit got me fucked up at the worst fucking time. Um, but it wasn't even my fucking tooth. It was a fucking wisdom tooth growing in, and that shit cut up the fucking gum, or uh, the sura- uh, you know, the gum surrounding it. And that shit got infected, so that shit got, you know what I mean, that's what was fucking hurting me. Um, you know, the last couple days I was on antibiotics and all that bullshit, but, um, yeah, everything should be all good. Uh, you know what I mean, along, like, with the fucking pain, along with yesterday being 4th of July. Happy 4th, everybody, uh, all the listeners, obviously. Um, you know, the pain, along with the 4th of July, all my neighbors, you know what I mean, they were setting off some bootleg fireworks and shit, and, um, with the mics I have... You mean, even with all the soundproofing I just put in the room, it's going to pick that shit up. So, you know what I mean? I had to do it today. Um, but regardless, let's fucking do it um, real quick. Uh, any new listeners who are listening to the show on the CastBox app that don't know, uh, Nabi Podcast is on iTunes and Spotify. Please check me out on there and subscribe if you haven't already. And another quick shout out to my partners at Champs Boxing Gym um, out of Danbury, Connecticut. If you guys are, uh, if anybody is local or even close by out of town and don't mind the drive, looking for a dope ass boxing gym to train out of, even if you do, you know, I mean, any combat sports, doesn't have to be just boxing. They welcome everybody coming out of Danbury, Connecticut. You know what I mean? Um, you guys looking for a dope ass environment kind of gym? That's the place to go. Out of Danbury, Connecticut. It's my people. Great people. Great environment. Check them out. Um, one last fucking shout out, and that is to all of you motherfuckers, all you listeners, um, you know what I mean, because Nabi podcast yesterday hit the 500 total listener mark, and you know what I mean, obviously would not have fucking happened if it wasn't for all of you guys, so shout out to you guys, you know what I mean, like I was saying earlier about the milestone of episode 10 today, um, yesterday was the milestone of 500 total listeners, and like right now at this fucking moment, I think the show got like... 570 listeners so far right now, um, yeah, that's fucking nuts, I can't fucking believe it, I really can't, 
but let's fucking get into it, and I ain't gonna fucking, <laughs> I ain't gonna sob and shit in the whole, the whole beginning, let's get right into it, this is gonna be episode 10, it is going to be a uh, preview and breakdown of UFC 239, Jones versus Santos, and that is taking place tomorrow, Saturday, July 6th, 2019, today is Friday, July uh, 5th, um, yeah, let's get right into it, uh, uh, we're gonna, eh, sorry, we are going to, um, you know, list off the fights, and then, uh, you know, if you're not new to the show, uh, the way I do it, I, um, I pick two prelim fights that I'm looking most forward to, I break those down, I preview, I preview those, and then I preview the whole main card, so let's get right to it, these are the fights starting with the main card, it is the main event, which is a light heavyweight championship, which is Joan, uh, John Jones, who is 24-1-0 with one no contest, going against Thiago Santos, who is 21-6-0. Uh, in the co-main event, it is another title fight, which is the Women's Bantamweight Championship, and it is Amanda Nunes, 17-4-0, taking on former champ Holly Holm, 12-4-0. Uh, before that, it is a welterweight bout between Jorge Masvidal, 33-13-0, taking on Ben Askren, who is 19-0-0, with one no contest. Before that, it is a light heavyweight bout between Jan Blakowicz, who is 23-8-0, taking on Luke Rockhold, who was making his um, light heavyweight debut in the UFC. He fought there before, but this is his first uh, fight at 205 in the UFC. Um, yeah, Rockhold is 16-4-0. And to start off the main card, um, it is a welterweight bout between Diego Sanchez, who is 29-11-0, taking on Michael Chiesa, who is 15-4-0. Um, on the prelims, the uh, feature prelim bout is a featherweight bout between Gilbert Melendez, who is coming back after, I think, two years now. Uh, it's been two years since he last fought, making a comeback right now. He is 22-7-0, and he's going against Arnold Allen, who is 14-1-0. Before that, it is a bantamweight bout between Marlon Vera, 13-5-1. He's taking on Nohelin Hernandez, who is 9-2-0. I probably butchered his first name, but this kid is taking this fight on short notice because um, uh, Sugar Shane O'Malley, he got, um, is it Shane or Sean? Sean. Shane, what the fuck did I say? Shane? Jesus. Sean. Sugar Sean O'Malley, um, he got pulled from the car because he, uh, he popped for steroids or something, whatever the fuck it was, I don't think it was steroids, but he popped for uh, a banned substance, so, um, Hernandez is taking this fight on short notice, and, uh, yeah, Hernandez is 9-2-0, props to him for taking the fight, uh, good luck, <laughs> Chito, uh, Vera, he's a fucking monster, uh, before that is a woman's strawweight bout between Claudia Gadelia, and she is 16-4-0, and she's taking on Randa Marcos, who is 9-6-1, and to set off the prelim card, it is a bantamweight bout between Alejandro Perez, 21-7-1, taking on Song uh, Yadong. Don't fucking laugh, fuckers. Um, and he is 13-3-0, two no contests. And on the early prelims, the feature, uh, feature fight on the early prelims, it is Edmund Shab... I always fucking say his fucking last name wrong. Shabazian. He is 9-0-0, and he's taking on Jack Marshman, who is 23-8-0. Before that, it is a welterweight bout between Esmail Nurdiev, and he is 18-2-0, taking on Chance for Country. He is 13-3. And to set off the whole event, it is a woman's bantamweight bout between Julia Avila, um, 
Avila, my bad. Julia Avila, 5-1-0, taking on Pani Kanzad. And she is 11-4-0. And, um, yeah, the two prelim fights that I'm looking most forward to that I'm going to break down, starting with, is going to be the women's strawweight bout uh, between Claudia Gadelia versus Randa Marcos. Um, this whole fucking card is fucking dope. Um, if you're a fucking fight fan, you need to watch this fucking card from the beginning to end because there's going to be a lot of good fucking fights. Um, but yeah, um, I'm only going to break down two of the prelims that I'm looking forward to, and this is going to be one of them, uh, Gadelia versus Marcos. We're going to go right into the last three fights, starting with uh, Gadelia. Her last fight was against Nina Ansaroff. She lost that fight by unanimous decision. That was in December 2018. Before that, she fought Carla Esparza. She won that fight in a split decision. Very close fight. Uh, she won that shit in uh, June 2018. Before that, she fought the now uh, woman strawweight champ in uh, Jessica Andrade. She lost that fight by unanimous decision, and that was in the September of 2017. That got fighter the night. That shit was a fucking barn burner, man. Um, crazy fight. It wasn't close at all. Jessica definitely won, but it was fucking nuts. Uh, going into the last three fights for Randa Marcos, starting with um, the last one being against Angela Hill, and she won that fight by submission with an armbar in uh, round one, I believe. And that was in March 2019. Um, before that, she fought Marina Rodriguez. And that fight ended in a draw. And uh, that was in September 2018. Before that, she fought Nina Ansaroff. And she lost that fight by unanimous decision. And uh, that was in July of 2018. Um, going right into the uh, keys to victory. And um, my thoughts. We're going to start with uh, Randa Marcos, number one. Claudia is coming off of, uh, you know what I mean, two losses in three fights. She will more than likely see this fight as a step down in competition and uh, will come in very aggressive looking for the finish, whether it be by striking or on the ground with submission. Um, Randon needs to be the trickier fighter and use Claudia's aggression against her. Uh, what I mean by that is when Claudia tries to rush in and backs Randa up, Randa needs to shoot for fucking takedowns every fucking time Claudia gets close. And when she gets close, um, you know what I mean, with those quick bursts, she needs to shoot for those fucking takedowns. Um... Number two, don't get into a fucking striking match with Claudia. She's the stronger and better striker in general. Um, turn this into a fucking grappling contest because being on the feet with Claudia in this stylistic matchup will be the reason Randa will lose. If she doesn't want to lose this fucking fight, she needs to be fucking smart, take this fight to the fucking ground every fucking chance she gets, and grind this shit out down there. But, uh, you know what I mean? Claudia's fucking strong and shit, so she'll probably more than likely get right back up. But, you know what I mean? Let's see. Going um, into number three for Randa, Claudia has shown to gas out later in the second and a half round. You know what I mean? Like, past the, uh, the halfway mark in the second round, I mean, sorry. Um, especially when she's being the aggressor, which she usually is, and uh, which I think she will be in this fight. If Randa can't take Claudia down in the first fucking round, then she needs to make Claudia miss and tire her fucking arms out in that first round. Same thing with the second round, but in the second round, when she will be much more fatigued, that's when you fucking shoot hard for those fucking takedowns. Get her down, stay on top, and, uh, you know what I mean, have her carry your weight and tire her fucking arms out. I can't, you know what I mean? I can't say that shit enough. Point blank, main key, get her tired, get those fucking takedowns, and control the fucking fight on the ground and grind that shit out for a victory. Um, going into the keys for Claudia, I only got two keys for victory, in my opinion, for Claudia, you know what I mean? Um, as I said in, uh, in one of the keys for Randa, Claudia will come into this fight very confident because she will think that this is a step down in competition. And uh, in my personal opinion, that's exactly what this is. 
I uh, I think Claudia will be able to do exactly and everything she wants to do in this fucking fight. She needs to be a big fucking bully and pressure Randy the whole fucking fight and at a good pace though. You know what I mean? Not a fucking hectic pace as I sh- as I said earlier. She has uh, you know what I mean a problem with a gas tank. Uh, you know what I mean? The problem being it's not great at all. <laughs> Um, every time Claudia gets too fucking close to Randy, she needs to fucking hit her with a heavy fucking shots, back her up against the fucking fence, and keep throwing heavy fucking shots, but not wildfire with those fucking shots. Um, Randy is not really good with her striking defense, even though she's all, uh, she's like one of those fighters who's always on the move, so you gotta pick and choose those shots along with watching for the takedowns, because I believe Randy will be shooting all fight, you know what I mean, if she wants to get this win. Um, you know, I mean, both these fighters being 5'3 and the same reach of 63.5 inches, it'll come down to Claudia's strength, um, you know, I mean, with defending the takedowns. Uh, the second and final key for Claudia, like I said, um, she's going to be the much stronger fighter, so I don't see her getting taken down much this fight. I see her using the strength advantage to stuff just about every takedown, and um, if she gets taken down, it'll be in the later rounds when she's getting um, tired, you know what I mean? Uh, if it goes to the later rounds, um, you know what I mean, which is the fucking, which, you know what I mean, which goes into this fucking key, you know, uh, keep this fucking fight at your pace, if Randa starts running around trying to fucking stay away, you can't go chasing her, you know what I mean, you can't be super aggressive, make this your fight, and make it look good, you know what I mean, make it look like the best fucking fight you've ever fucking had, you know, stalk her, but don't chase her, you know what I mean, if that makes sense, if you get taken down, don't fucking panic and try to rush back up, make sure, you know what I mean, you're fighting the hands, and make sure you're not in a fucking bad position when trying to get back up, as Randa has shown to be sneaky with her submissions in, um, in her past fights, um, especially in, uh, you know, her latest one against Angela Hill, uh, not saying Claudia's ground game is compared to Angela's, because, you know, Claudia has a much better ground game, but still, you know what I'm saying, um, Anyone can lock in a submission at any time if it's not properly defended, period. Um, my final pick for that fight, though, going Claudia Gadelia. She is the favorite, of course, um, but I'm going with her via TKO or unanimous decision. Uh, to keep it simple, like I said, this is a step down in competition for Claudia, in my opinion, and a lot of people's opinion. Uh, I don't think she will, um, you know what I mean, have a problem with this, I think she will have her best performance as of late with this fight, and completely do whatever she wants to do from the start to the finish of the fight, um, alright, going to the second prelim fight that I'm looking forward to, and I'm gonna break down, it is the, uh, featherweight fight between a returning Gilbert Melendez going against the young and, uh, up-and-coming Alan Arnold, going right into the last three fights, Gilbert Melendez is on a four-fight losing streak and hasn't fought since September 2017, so he is the much rustier fighter, and he's the much older fighter, um, I think he is 38 going into this fight, and I believe, uh, Arnold is 25, you know what I mean, and that's always gonna fucking play a big factor, um, going right into the last three fights, though, Gilbert's last fight was against Jeremy Stevens, he lost that fight, and that was, um, he lost that fight by unanimous decision, sorry, that was in September 2017, and before that, he fought Edson Barboza, he lost that fight by unanimous decision as well, and that was in July of 2016, before that, he fought Eddie Alvarez, he lost that fight by split decision, that was in June 2015, as you can already see, you know what I mean, He's, he was already not the busiest fighter fighting once a year, but uh, you know what I mean, this this fight's gonna be after two years, you know what I mean, after taking two years off, um, so shit, let's see, but uh, the last three fights for Allen, uh, Arnold Allen, um, he's on a seven fight win streak, his last fight, 
It was against Jordan Rinaldi. He won that by unanimous decision. That was in March 2019. Before that, he fought Mads, uh, Mads Burnell. He won that fight by a submission with a front choke. And that was in round three. And that was in May 2018. And then before that, he fought Makwan Amerikani. He won that fight by a split decision. I honestly thought it was a unanimous decision. But, you know, Makwan was a fan favorite. And, you know, the crowd, um, just the favorite overall, you know. Uh, more popular, pretty much. Um, yeah, he, um, he fought Amerikani. He won that fight by split decision. And that was in March 2017. Um, all right, let's get right into it. The, for, uh, the keys to victory, starting with Gilbert Melendez. Number one. After not having a professional fight in two years, he needs to come into this fight composed and calm. You know, calm and composed. However the fuck, however the fuck you want to fucking put it. <laughs> however you want to say it, he needs to do it. Arnold is a very tactical fighter and doesn't stay in front of his opponent. You know what I mean? He's always moving around, trying to find an angle uh, for his strikes. And um, so with that said, uh, with that said, Gilbert needs to make Arnold come to him and land the harder shots when Arnold gets close. Um, Arnold will, he, you know, I mean, more than likely outstrike Gilbert on the feet. So Gilbert needs to throw the right fucking strikes at the right time, uh, which is going to go right into my second key uh, for Gilbert. Beat the fuck out of Arnold's body all fight and slow down his fucking movement. Um, turn him into a stationary fighter by slowing him down with heavy shots to the body. Um, I don't see Gilbert going for takedowns this fight. And, you know, what I mean, and uh, well, want to just stand and bang like Gilbert always usually does. But he needs to not do that this fight and be as smart as fucking possible because if he fucking gets careless, he will get fucking outvolumed and finished or just fucking beat the fuck up very bad. Um, he needs to slow. Uh, he needs to slow down the volume of Arnold, and um, you know from the beginning of the fucking fight to the fucking end of the fight, whenever that is. Arnold will try to feel Gilbert out in the fucking beginning of the fight, but Gilbert uh, needs to uh, be his usual pressure forward self. But not just with that slugfest mentality. You know what I mean? Pressure Arnold down. Um, and then target and fucking throw the right punches. You know what I'm saying? Gilbert isn't one to fucking throw kicks. Um, you know what I mean? Not like that. But shit, if the body is fucking open, beat the fucking body up with punches and fucking front kicks to the fucking body. Uh, which Arnold likes to fucking throw. But you know what I mean? He likes to throw jumping like switch front kicks to the fucking face instead of the body. Um, which Gilbert isn't known for, you know what I mean, head movement like that, so he will really need to fucking be aware of those fucking front kicks, you know what I mean, because if he ain't, he will definitely get fucking rocked with one of them shits, and, um, you know what I mean, if he's not fucking cautious, that could be the fucking beginning of the fucking end, other than that, Arnold is a young, and, you know what I mean, he's a young up-and-comer, try to get him out of his fucking comfort zone, and try to, like, get under the skin a little bit, you know what I mean, try to get him to want to get this into a slugfest, um, as that would favor Melendez, I think Arnold is too smart to do that shit, but when you're young and you're trying to prove something, your judgment gets cloudy, <laughs> you know what I mean, that's a fucking fact, and uh, it can fucking happen, uh, number three key for Gilbert, Arnold's takedown defense is very good at um, about 70%, little under 70%, but I think Gilbert needs to go for them this fucking fight, at least a couple, um, like I said earlier, I don't see him doing it, as this is going to be his return fight, and he probably wants to have a great performance, uh, you know what I mean, especially, definitely a fucking finish, but he needs to fight smart this fucking fight, as Arnold is the uh, new age fighter, and a very, very well-rounded skill set um, fighter, you know what I mean, uh, Gilbert needs to neutralize Arnold um, from his uh, always-move style, 
And the best way to fucking do that is to take him off his off his fucking feet where he can't even move with fucking takedowns, you know what I mean? Best way to stop a fighter that's moving all the time is take him down because he ain't fucking moving after that. Um, one thing I have noticed is when Arnold does get taken down, he usually gets either uh, mounted or in a very fucking bad position in general. Gilbert needs to fucking use his experience to take advantage of that shit and um, take advantage of those moments that Arnold puts himself in bad positions. Get on top with heavy pressure, rain down big fucking shots, and if this fucking fight makes it out the fucking round, uh, any fucking round, go right back into the next round and do that fucking same shit again. Uh, going into the uh, keys to victory for Arnold Allen, one, be the fucking more creative fighter on the feet of the two. Keep Gilbert guessing all fucking fight. Don't throw regular strikes the whole fucking time. Always mix it up and never get fucking predictable. Gilbert is like a pioneer of the sport, you know what I mean? In um in his in uh you know what I mean in his own respect. Um and he's an old school, rugged in your face and bang type of fighter. He hasn't fought many fighters with the in and out movement and uh, the creative like very creative striking that Arnold has and um you know what I mean and can really use that shit in this fight. Like I said, and uh, one of Gilbert's keys, he needs to watch out for those fucking jumping front kicks that Arnold likes to throw. But this is Arnold's keys to victory, so I'ma say it. Arnold needs to fucking throw them shits and utilize them shits all fucking fight. And keep Gilbert at his fucking range with those kicks. Uh, speaking of kicks, go right into the fucking second key for Arnold. Which is fucking leg kicks. As we've seen in Gilbert's last two fucking fights. One being against Essen Barboza. The last being against Jeremy Stevens. Gilbert is not that fucking good or isn't fucking good at all with checking leg kicks. Uh, in those two fucking fights, he just got completely fucking chopped down like some fucking... It was brutal, man. Like, you had to fucking look away type shit. You know what I mean? Got his leg chopped the fuck down. He didn't get finished, but, you know what I mean? He, he fucking got back up. He got dropped a couple times, I, I believe, with the leg kicks. Got back up, fucking kept moving forward like a fucking savage in this fucking fight. Needs to be more of the same with fucking leg kicks, but like I said earlier, mix it up with the fucking strikes and don't get too predictable. Throw a lot of fucking leg kicks, yes, but don't throw nothing but leg kicks. We never know as Gilbert uh, can and may very well be ready for those fucking leg kicks this fight. Um, but I don't see that happening, especially with him being out for two fucking years. Unless that's literally what he's been fucking training for the last two fucking years, you know what I mean? And nothing else, just fucking ch checking leg kicks, um... If he, if he hasn't been doing that the last two fucking years, I don't see him getting any better with, uh, you know what I mean, his defense of leg kicks. Going into the third key for Arnold, um, Gilbert will more than likely pressure all fight. Instead of fighting going backwards, fight this shit moving side to side so Gilbert doesn't have a chance to shoot for that fucking solid takedown. Um, move side to side and utilize the fucking jab, especially because Arnold is a southpaw and Gilbert is a orthodox fighter. And, um, you know what I mean? As, as it usually is, um, orthodox stance fighters have trouble with southpaws, especially ones that are light on the feet like Arnold and, you know, ones that are creative with the striking. Um, make this a creative and tricky fight. Stay away from the takedowns. Don't get into a fucking slugfest. Stand and trade, you know what I mean? But just quick combos and get the fuck out of there right after. Don't stand there the whole time and just go shot for shot. Um, this honestly is the perfect matchup for someone like Arnold. Um, which goes into my final pick. I'm going with Arnold via unanimous decision. As I said, this is honestly the perfect matchup for someone like Arnold. And, um, you know, I mean, being matched up like someone like Gilbert Melendez, this should be a uh, very um, impressive win for Arnold. 
um, but I think it's gonna end in unanimous decision. And um, and like I like I say all the time to my friends when discussing fights and shit, just having you know talks about fights, matchups make fights. Period. And this is a perfect one for Arnold to you know I mean showcase his fighting ability to the fucking fullest. As long as he can keep the fucking fight at his range, and uh, you know what I mean not get too close, this should be a pick him apart type of fight. All right, going right into the main card. Starting off with a welterweight bout between Michael Chiesa going against Diego Sanchez. Um, going right into the last three fights, starting with Michael Chiesa. His last fight was against Carlos Condit. He won that fight by submission with a one-armed Kimura. And that was in round two. And that was um, in December 2018. That was Chiesa's um, welterweight debut. Sorry. Uh, before that, he fought Anthony Pettis. He lost that fight with a submission. Um, with an arm, uh, with a triangle armbar that was in round two, and that was in July 2018. Uh, before that, he fought Kevin Lee. He lost that fight by submission with a rear naked choke, and uh, in round one, and that was in July 2017. Some people say that was a controversial loss, but honestly, that fucking rear naked choke was fucking cinched. You know what I mean? That shit was locked the fuck in, and if he didn't go to sleep at that moment, he was gonna end up going to fucking sleep. Um, Regardless, that's the talk for another day. Last three fights for Diego Sanchez, starting with Mickey Gall. He won that fight by a TKO in round two. That was in March, early this year. He was a huge underdog this fight. Won me some fucking money. Thank you, Diego. Before that, he fought Craig White. He won that fight by unanimous decision. That was in September 2018. He was a huge underdog in that fight as well. Won me some money. Thank you, Diego. Before that, he fought Matt Brown. Lost that fight by a KO in round one. And that was in November 2017. I did not bet on that fight because, I mean, come on. <laughs> um, Alright, go right into the keys to victory, starting with Diego Sanchez. Use the experience to your advantage. In the last two fights, Diego had, um, he fought incredibly smart and not like his usual, uh, you know, the nightmare Diego Sanchez type. He came in with, uh, you know, I mean, pressure first, strike second mentality, and that's what he needs to do in this fight. But at the same time, as funny as it sounds to some people listening, Diego in this fight could be considered the better strikers, you know what I mean? So, at the same time, he could very well outstrike Mike on the feet, as Mike's striking is pretty mediocre, honestly, but, um, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, he uses it just to set up his takedown grappling to work his uh, submission game on the ground, you know? So, pretty much, pressure first for, Di uh, for Diego, pressure first, strike second, and uh, don't go into fucking kill mode. Uh, you know what I mean, from the opening of the fucking first round, just let that shit fucking happen during the fucking fight, if an opening presents itself, and Mike is rocked, you know what I mean, then, go ahead, go for the fucking kill, only if he's fucking rocked, other than that, fight smart exactly like how you did in the, uh, Mickey Gall fight, and in the Craig White fight, granted, White and Gall was, um, you know what I mean, built pretty much the same, like, height and lengthwise, and, uh, Kiesa isn't exactly like that, but it's pretty fucking close, uh, with only a one-inch difference in height and a one-inch difference in reach, uh, you know, it's not a big difference at all. But Kiesa is a much more experienced and a much more well-rounded fighter compared to those two. Um, you know what I mean? So, Diego, he could implement that fucking same style, you know what I mean? Um, as it works better for the, uh, you know, the lengthier and rangier, you know, lanky fighter. But this is a smarter, rangier, lanky fighter. Um, going into the key number two for Diego, if Diego can manage the takedown, just be fucking careful. Kiesa is more known as a grappling fighter, as I said earlier, and uh, he's a BJJ black belt, 
and um and so is Diego but in an MMA fight I personally think Yessa has the better BJJ in a MMA environment you know what I mean um in a straight up grappling match who knows but in a fucking MMA fight I give this advantage to Kiesa um but like I said uh in key number one for Diego he needs to make this fight the grind out fuck you up on the fucking ground with strikes kind of fight um so if you can't make this fight you know I mean if you can't take this fight to the fucking ground then just don't get I mean sorry if you can't take this fight to the fucking ground don't get too fucking close to Kiesa's body you know what I mean as in rain down fucking shots while standing over Kiesa, you know what I mean, but just, like, don't fucking jump into his fucking guard, if you jump into his fucking guard, then make sure you have full fucking control of the situation, and not exposing your neck or your fucking limbs, you know what I mean, for Kiesa to throw up a fucking defensive submission attempt, um, that would be fucking stupid to do that, uh, you know what I mean, keep your fucking distance, even if he's on the ground, you know what I'm saying, um, Number three key for Diego, keep it simple, don't be fucking dumb in this fucking fight. If you want to win this one, you know what I mean, you have to make it a slow and dirty fight. Uh, pressure, get the fucking takedown, and keep control on the ground with the heavy fucking shots from the top. And uh, win by unanimous decision, you know what I mean, as I can't see uh, Diego finishing Kiesa in any aspect of this fight, whether it be strikes or a submission, you know what I mean, I, I, I think Kiesa's uh, more, uh, too smart of a fucking fighter for that to happen, uh, Going into the keys to victory for Kiesa, though, I'm only going with two main keys, as, honestly, there's really only two main keys to fucking beat Diego. One, use Diego's pressure and aggression against him. Every time he ends up blitzing in with those fucking wild strikes, as he usually does, shoot for the fucking takedown right away and get the fucking fight on the ground. Use the fucking 5-inch height advantage and the 2-inch, uh, 2.5-inch reach advantage. Um, as I said, Kiesa is kind of, like close to being as the same build as Gal and Craig, but Kiesa is a much more seasoned fighter and a much more well-rounded fighter of the three, so it's hard to see Diego bully Kiesa like he did those other two. Um, the number two and final key for Kiesa, uh, I really wish I could have a more detailed and longer breakdown for, you know I mean, what Kiesa needs to do for this fight, but it's very fucking simple. Get it to the fucking ground, get the top control, and use the fucking size advantage and the weight advantage coming into this fucking cage, uh, you know what I mean, on fight night. Um, and keep that fucking top control and attack with that fucking pop shots that you usually do to open up Diego for the fucking submission and attack that fucking submission and get it fucking done. Um, my final pick for that fight, I'm going with Kiesa via submission or a unanimous decision. And of course, like every fucking usual MMA fan, I love Diego, you know what I mean? He's a fucking legend, he's a fucking beast, but you know, this this is not a good fight for him, I, I don't think. Uh, Diego fought two up-and-coming fighters in Garland White, as I keep bringing up, so he should have won those fucking fights, regardless of the odds going into that fight. The experience won him those fucking fights. This fight is a very fucking bad matchup, as I said, going against Kiesa. I see Kiesa using his fucking size and his weight advantage to get this fucking win. If Diego gets this fucking win, it'll, it'll be by some fucking amazing comeback TKO or KO in the third round, but... I, you know I me, mean? that's hard to fucking see, and I see he has to control in this fight from the fucking get-go and make this an easy fucking win, um, alright, going right into the, uh, next fight, it is a light heavyweight bout between Jan Blakowicz versus Luke Rockhold, uh, this is Luke's, um, debut at light heavyweight, I was about to say metal, y'all fucked up, this is his debut at light heavyweight in the UFC, he has fought, um, at light heavyweight before, but not in the UFC, going right into the last three fights, Starting with Blackowicz, his last fight was against the um, the title challenger 
of the main event, Thiago Santos. Uh, he lost that fight by TKO in round three, and that was in February of early this year, 2019. Before that, he fought Nikita Krylov. He won that fight by a submission with a arm triangle in round two, and that was in September of 2018. Before that, he fought Jimmy Manoa. He won that fight with, uh, by unanimous decision. That was in March of 2018. Uh, the last three fights for Luke Rockhold. Um, not the busiest of fighters. like uh, Kind of like Gilbert I was saying earlier. His last fight, he fought uh, Yoel Romero. He lost that fight by a fucking devastating knockout. And uh, that happened in round three. And that was in February of 2018. Before that, he fought David Branch. He lost that fight by a TKO. Oh, sorry, my bad. He fought David Branch and he won that fight by a TKO in, in round two. And that was in September 2017. Before that, he fought Michael Bisping. And this was when he lost that fight. He lost his championship. And uh, he got knocked the fuck out <laughs> in round one. And that was in June 2016. As you see, it's like an every year thing. He fights once a year. Um, you know, he does get injured, uh, which is unfortunate. But regardless, like I said, he's, he's not the uh, busiest of fighters no matter what. Uh, going into the keys to victory, starting with Jan Blakowicz. Um, go into this fucking fight exactly how you went into the fight. Uh, Jesus. Ah, fuck, this two starting to hurt again. I need some motherfucking Advil. Ah, shit's wearing off. <laughs> uh, Alright, go into this fucking fight exactly how you fucking fought Manua. Um, know the danger of the fucking striking with Luke, but fuck it and just go for it. Luke is the, um, you know what I mean, he's more of a counter striker. Um, so, throw the fucking combo strikes where he can't counter the volume. Push Luke up against the fucking fence, uh, with that forward pressure and the, uh, ducking, lung, uh, ducking lunging strikes as he, uh, as Jan usually throws, and beat him up a bit, uh, uh, up against the fence, but don't try to fucking work a takedown up against the fence, which goes into my second key. Number two, uh, sorry, for Blackowitz, do not take this fucking fight to the ground. Yes, Blackowitz is a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but... Rockhold is a very fucking sneaky submission specialist, um, you know what I mean, where he works for a fucking submission and you don't even know that he's fucking doing it, uh, and you don't even realize it until it's way too fucking late, um, Rockhold will start setting up, like, an inverted triangle and shit like that from the fucking bottom, and you won't even know it's fucking happening until it's locked in, and again, it's too fucking late, do not take this fight to the fucking ground, um, yes, this is Rockhold's UFC debut at light heavyweight, but, it's not his first time fighting at light heavyweight, like I said. Uh, Rockhold could come into this fight with a lot more... No, no, no. Matter of fact, he will come into this fight with a lot more of a, uh, you know I mean, healthier physique. And uh, he's always, you know, he's always ripped and shit. But I mean, like, no more fucking weight, like, intense weight cutting and shit like that. You know what I mean? That's what I mean by healthy. But um, regardless... Uh, Jan, he, he should not try to outpower him, you know what I mean, thinking that he's going to have the weight advantage because uh, th this being recorded on, on Friday, uh, July 5th, the uh, early weigh-ins happened already, and this dude, Luke, looks fucking huge, I was like, holy shit, like, yo, that, and this is after, I seen this after the fucking, um, you know what I mean, doing all these fucking notes, so I'm fucking shocked, you know what I mean, but regardless, he cannot think that he's going to have the weight advantage this fucking fight because it definitely doesn't fucking seem like that now. Um, but, like I said, fight smart and you got to be a fucking bully pretty much. Be a fucking bully. Going into the third key for Jan, make this a fucking long fucking fight. 
don't try to go for the kill and don't, you know what I mean? Rockhold has the most smug and punchable fucking face along with his fucking attitude. You know what I mean? But don't get suckered into, like, trying to finish the fucking guy and get fucking sloppy. Someone like Romero, he could do that. You know what I mean? Like, get sloppy. But th that's if he connects. It's fucking lights out for anyone. Period. Um, like we saw against Rockhold. Rockhold was winning that fight, but that fucking moment, Yoel blitzed in and fucking threw a fucking crazy fucking hook. Uh, it, it swung some fucking crazy shit, he connected with, he swung, he swung some crazy shit, and only connected with one of those three fucking punches, but that one punch is all it fucking took, I'm not saying Jan doesn't have punching power, but Jan isn't, and does not have the same knockout ability as someone like, um, Yoel, you know what I mean, so, um, he needs to make this a prolonged fight, and, you know what I mean, where he, uh, make, uh, sorry, he needs to make this a long fight where he fucking keeps control of each situation, but not get suckered into a kickboxing match also at the same time, you know what I mean, um, but again, don't take this shit to the fucking ground, I don't think that's a good idea, alright, going into fucking, um, the three, the, the keys to victory for Luke Rockhold, alright, honestly, I don't even want to fucking do a fucking keys to victory, I'm not even gonna do a keys to victory for Luke, honestly, I'm just gonna fucking talk really quick, I didn't even take notes for this shit, honestly, you know what I mean, I'm just gonna fucking freestyle this shit, because honestly, I'm not that big of a Luke fan, it, you know what I mean, he's mad arrogant and shit, and I didn't really care to take notes for this shit, but I have seen, and I, I'm just gonna talk, I'm just gonna talk, you know what I mean, I'm, this is just gonna be a thoughts kind of thing, um, I've seen in recent interviews and shit, uh, leading up to the fucking fight, and, uh, I'm just gonna start off with this, you smug motherfucker, yes, you are a great fighter, and I can't emphasize you know what I mean, the great enough, but you're fucking overlooking Jan, don't fucking overlook Jan like you're doing right fucking now, every motherfucking interview I've seen of you leading up to this motherfucking fight, you talking about John Jones, you talking about fighting John Jones, not one motherfucking interview are you talking about Jan for more than like two fucking minutes, dude, shut the fuck up with that, like in a fucking interview with Brent Akimoto, you literally said Jan was the best guy we could get, like, you fucker, he's ranked number six right now, and he was in the top three before Santos took the spot recently when they fought, like, fuck, come on, man, and, you know what I mean, Jan was winning that goddamn fight before he got knocked out, before he got fucking careless and fucking knocked out in the fucking third round, honestly, outside of, outside of MMA, just in general, period, I know how to fucking read people, and honestly, Luke Rockhold, you, you are a depressed individual, and bro, I fucking feel you, you know what I mean, because I deal with depression too, I've, I've dealt with, and I still deal with depression in my fucking life, and anxiety, but, you know what I mean, it's, it's a fucked up thing, I get it, and I feel you on that, but, just because the fucking cameras are in your motherfucking face, and you feel obligated to give off some, I'm a badass vibe, fucking chill out with that sometimes, like, what the fuck? Because, you know what I mean, this is what fucking happens, be your fucking self, and, you know what I mean, it's, 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 it, be your fucking self, and that's not this fucking smug, fucktard, fucking vibe that you're giving off, you know what I mean, that, you don't have to do that to make yourself, you know what I mean, like that, you know what I mean, you don't gotta fucking do that, and like, give off that fucking vibe, and that's what fucking everyone fucking automatically thinks of you as, you don't need to fucking do that, and I feel like you're doing it unintentionally, you just don't know how to fucking handle like, media and shit like that, I, I understand, I fucking understand 100%, I don't give a fuck how many fucking modeling gigs and shit you got, or, you know what I mean, or this or that, 
Fighting is your fucking thing. Don't let all that bullshit fake reality show mentality fog your fucking fighting mentality up. Because all that, all that fucking, all those brain dead fuck shits on those fucking reality shows are all fucked in the head. They don't know what the fuck reality is. You know what I mean? You actually do something as real as it fucking gets. You know what I mean? Outside of that whole stupid ass show you did. You do something as real as it fucking gets, which is fucking fighting. Nothing gets more real than fucking fighting. And you took it far and beyond, though. You know what I mean? Um, If you want to be a world fucking champion, get your fucking mind... You know what I mean? Get your fucking mind out of that popularity, pretty boy, shithole, gutter thing. And focus on nothing but fighting. (sighs) Sorry. I I didn't want to go into that fucking wormhole and shit. But, you know what I mean? Depression's a serious fucking thing. Yo, if one of your fucking friends is telling you they depressed... Or if they don't tell you... You know what I mean? Because usually people, people will not tell anyone about their depression, but, you know what I mean, it's, it's a fucking serious thing, man, depression is a serious fucking thing, you know someone depressed that doesn't ask for fucking help, but you know they're depressed, or if they are depressed and do ask for your help, motherfucker, you better fucking help, because, you know what I mean, imagine how hard it was for them to even fucking say that to someone, but, um, you know what I mean, fuck, but regardless, listen, Luke, you are clearly depressed, and it shows by the way you talk, you know what I mean, like, I feel like you're an introvert kind of way, and that's cool, Cause so am I. Um, if you get beat the fuck up this fucking fight, you completely did it to yourself. But like I said, I can tell. I can tell, bro. I can fucking tell. I can see a depressed individual. You know what I mean? I know one when I see one. And you just talking out your fucking ass when the cameras is on you, bro. But you know what I mean? Because you don't feel um, comfortable and you feel like that's what you're supposed to do. No, that's what the fucking media wants you to fucking do. And you fucking give it to them all the fucking time. You shut the fuck up and focus on your fucking fight because Jan is not a fucking bum or a fucking slouch. Stop that shit. Be your fucking self and be the fucking great fighter you actually are. Fuck. <sighs> Sorry about that, guys. Fucking, come on. You know, I take that shit serious and I, I, I just, I rambled on. That was all fucking, I have no fucking notes, so I just had to uh, take up the time. <laughs> had to take up the time and, uh, you know what I mean? I just went off real quick. Um... But yeah, uh, you know, I was at the bar earlier, not earlier today, uh, yesterday, I now I'm back to the notes. Um, I was at the bar earlier, which was yesterday, uh, taking these notes, and when I got to this fucking fight, I took notes for Jan, but I did not take notes for Luke, you know what I mean? I didn't really, really didn't know what the fuck to really say, and just decided, fuck it, you know what I mean? Let's, I'm, I'm just gonna fucking freestyle it, and this is what fucking <laughs> came out of it. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but... Fuck it, I took it fucking serious, and I just spoke my fucking mind real quick, and I am I am not gonna edit that shit out, I'm gonna leave that fucking shit in, I won't fucking edit anything out, this, this is what the fuck it is, um, but yeah, sorry about that guys, I just needed to get real for that one real quick, yeah, you know what I mean, that, that, that shit hits home, shit like that, um, you know, I can fucking read it, I can see it in someone's face, I'm really good at fucking, you know what I mean, I'm, I'm really good at reading people, and um, he's, he's being someone who he doesn't need to be, be yourself, fuck that smug reality show bullshit, be the fucking great fighter you are, um, I did it again, sorry guys, um, alright, back into my final pick though, listen, I'm, I, I may have just went on that fucking rant, but I'm going with Luke via submission, this motherfucker is coming into this fucking fight huge and healthy, fucking, uh, um, hydrated, everything, he's fucking ready to fucking go, uh, only way he loses this fight is by being a fucking idiot, he shouldn't lose this fucking fight, but, He's, from what I see, like I say, he's overlooking Jan and keeps talking about Jan. Both names got the same amount of letters in it in the first name. But, 
Yeah, and they sound alike too, but both fighters ain't shit alike. Be your fucking self, you fuck. Just fucking go in there, fucking smart man. You already said that you are set, you know what I mean, with the weird modeling gigs you have in life outside of fighting. Who fucking cares? Fuck, you're fighting right now, and this is what you're fucking really good at. This is what made you you. So if you fucking, if you lose this shit and go do that, whatever, good for you. But right now, motherfucker, you're fighting. You gotta take this fucking shit serious and don't fucking overlook Jan. But if you are literally a top level talent in the biggest fucking promotion, then shut the fuck up about modeling and shit, bro. Talk about your fight and talk about your actual fight, not someone you want to fight. Like, there's, there's no fucking guarantee you even get a fight against Jan. And that's, that's a fucking horrible fight anyways. But, goddammit, anyways, I got off track again, but not really, regardless, I got Luke by submission, um, he's very fucking sneaky with his submission game, and I feel like this fight will end up going to the ground, and I think Luke will just lock up a very sneaky submission, but if he loses this fucking fight, that's by him being a fucking idiot, alright, moving on, <sighs> what's up? Uh, alright, this is, uh, this fight is considered the, uh, the people's main event, because it's very fucking hyped up. It is a welterweight bout between Jorge Masvidal. And he is going against Funky Ben Askren. Uh, going right into the last three fights. Starting with Masvidal. He fought Darren Till. And um, he won that fight by a devastating knockout in round two. And that was in March 2019. Um, before that he fought Stephen Thompson. And he lost that fight by unanimous decision. And that was in November 2017. Before that. He fought Damian Meyer. He lost that fight as well and uh, in unanimous decision. And that was in May of 2017. The last three fights for Ben Askren. Um, of course, if you haven't seen, his last fight was against Robbie Lawler. It was a very um, controversial fight the way it ended. But Ben did win that fight with a submission via Bulldog Choke in round one. That was in March of early this year. Before that, uh, and that was also his UFC debut. Before that, he fought Shinya Aoki, and he won that fight by TKO in round one, and that was in November 2017. Uh, before that, he fought Sebastian Cadastem, and he won that fight by TKO in round two, and that was in September 2017. Uh, this is uh, this is this is gonna be a fucking good fight. It's very fucking hyped up. Uh, give me one second, guys. I'm gonna take a sip of water. Fucking mouth's getting dry. Got my giant gallon jug. Oof. Sorry about that. All right. Yeah, this is a very hyped up fight, and I um I'm really looking forward to this one. But um going right into the fucking keys to victory. Uh, this breakdown will pretty much be very simple. You know, what I mean, I don't really need three keys to victory for each. Um, honestly, it's gonna be just one main key for Jorge and Ben, and this will be a very rare moment ever on this fucking show. Um, type of thing where I'm gonna do that because I fucking hate that I'm only doing one key for each fighter. But with this fucking matchup, I don't, I don't really have a choice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, it'll be a detailed key, but each fighter really only needs one fucking main key to victory. As I always say, matchups make fights. So, yeah. With that, with that being said, I'm gonna start with uh, Jorge Masvidal. His one main key to victory, probably what everyone is thinking. You know what I mean? What he has to fucking do. Obviously, keep this fucking fight standing and at your fucking range. Do not get taken down. Both fighters are the same height at 5'9", which is kind of shocking, you know what I mean? Which I, uh, when starting these notes, I, um, you know what I mean? I could have sworn Jorge was taller, but when I looked into it, 
um you know what i mean he's only 5'9 i thought he was at least like 5'11 but you know whatever uh, unless google's bullshitting <laughs> it's very possible they said fucking uh they said john jones was 6'3 the fuck is wrong with them <laughs> uh yeah but regardless i thought jorge was um taller than 5'9 but apparently that's what he is um regardless jorge does have the one inch reach advantage and he definitely knows how to use it um you know what i mean especially being the much much better striker of the two for those of you who don't know uh masvidal was a miami backyard street fighter like um like the same fucking bum fight or uh ebomb.com videos is one of the fucking two websites um you know i mean whatever the fuck you call it regardless both fucking types uh both websites have the same fucking type of content and i can guarantee you the same video was on both fucking websites anyways um so fuck you but um yeah regardless the yeah the same ones that uh, the same videos that Kimbo Slice was in rest in peace Kimbo by the way um but yeah Masvidal he uh he was on those same fucking videos uh technically Masvidal was the co-main event in all those Kimbo videos um <laughs> but yeah regardless Masvidal has and always has had hands period that fucker can bang on the feet you know what I mean he throws fucking bombs and he throws combos uh usually as his joke goes three uh three piece and a soda you know what I mean he usually throws threes. He throws three pieces, three piece combos, bro. That's that's his thing. He never just throws a one two or just a two punch combo. He always throws three or more. And um, in that fight against Till, he uh, he ran in doing a switch punch, and that was something new for him. You know what I mean? That was something new in his arsenal. So he's just getting better at fucking at uh, at striking. You know what I'm saying? So that could be a fucking big problem. Um, Ben has never and probably will never have hands in a fight, you know what I mean? Unless he gets the, you know, I mean, he gets a takedown, gets the top position, and gets the TKO, but that's not really considered hands, you know what I mean? Um, but going into the uh, main key to victory for Ben Askren, uh, wrestling, you know what I'm saying? Yes, Masvidal had that amazing knockout against Till earlier this year, but that's literally against a fighter who will fight Jorge exactly how Jorge likes to fight, you know what I mean? Um, which is the uh, stand up and trade sh uh, trade shots kind of fight and um, for those of you who don't know who Darren Till is he's a very cocky young up and comer and has you know what I mean and has knocked people dead in the UFC and outside the UFC um, but again like I say matchups make fights and you know he fought Woodley um, Till did Till fought Woodley for the title and got careless thinking he was just going to go in steamroll Woodley with the size advantage and the striking speed and um you know what I mean, he got caught lunging in with a fucking straight left and got fucking countered, and got, you know what I mean, dropped and then submitted, um, and then when Till fought Masvidal, he did drop Masvidal in the first round, but issue is, he didn't finish Masvidal, after that fucking round, Masvidal got Till's timing down and timed a fucking, uh, two switch, three two, and got that fucking brutal fucking knockout, uh, regardless, what I'm saying is, that, uh, you know, this is a per, uh, that was a perfect matchup for Masvidal, um, you know, I mean, someone who would stand and just, just bang out and just trade with him all fucking fight, and, uh, you know, I mean, make it a fucking backyard boxing match pretty much, until greatly fucking paid for that shit, um, this fight, there's no fucking way that Askren goes into this fight trying to make this a fucking striking fight and strike with Masvidal, um, he's way too fucking smart for that, he almost got fucking killed, but, um, in his fight with Lawler, in his UFC debut, you know what I mean, but at the same time, he proved exactly how tough he is to, uh, you know what I mean, uh, and, and um, what he's made of 
um, you know, for surviving that fucking shit, that fucking slam when he, when he got dropped on his fucking head, dude, that shit, I thought, bro, I thought Robbie fucking killed that guy, (laughs) um, even after the slam, Robbie landed some fucking mean ground and pound shots and fucking, you know, Herb Dean, (sighs) fucking hate the motherfucker, he didn't call it, you know what I mean, so, Aspen was able to recover, and, um, you know what I mean, he, in quotes, I'm gonna say he won the fight, um, I'm not gonna go deep into it, but I always fucking thought Herb Dean was a shit ref, uh, not always thought, but recently in the past three years, I changed my mind on him, and now think he's a shit ref, because he, he has fucked up many fights, and he he definitely fucked up that fight, uh, but regardless, I won't get into all that, go into, um, what Ben needs to do to win this fight, get this fucking fight to the fucking ground right away, uh, nowhere fans or butts, land that fucking big fucking takedown, and, um, you know what I mean, land big shots until Jorge either leaves an opening for a full mount, or leaves his fucking back exposed for a mean fucking rear naked choke, like I said earlier, matchups make fights, yes, Masvidal got a mean fucking knockout against Tilt, but people only remember that and forget that he's, um, he, in his last three fights, he lost two out of three, you know what I mean, and two in a row, um, against, uh, a superior grappler in Maya, uh, you know, and one of those being against a superior grappler in Maya, and Ben is a much better grappler than Maya, not submission-wise, but wrestling-wise, fuck yeah, definitely, and, uh, you know what I mean, Maya was able to fucking, uh, he was able to get Jorge down damn near any time he wanted, um, and Jorge has great wrestling, this is not undermining his fucking wrestling at all, because he has great underrated wrestling and grappling defense, but when he's going against, you know, I mean, a superior grappler, um, he has a bad time, that being said, you know what I mean, going into my final pick, I'm going with Ben Askren via TKO or a submission, um, Ben will come into this fight exactly how I thought Maya was going to go into his, um, last fight against, uh, Anthony Rocco Martin last week, with the mindset of take the fucking guy down early, finish him early, and uh, that's what I think is going to happen this fight. Uh, Masvidal, uh, <laughs> Masvidal has been talking a lot about wanting to, you know, break Ben's face and shit like that. But honestly, Ben won't keep it on the fight for that long for that to even be a possibility, you know what I mean? Keep it real. Um, you know, that that's just keeping it real. And I don't see Jorge slamming Ben on his fucking head like Robbie did either. Um, so, being said, I, I love Jorge, I do, but I think this will be a fairly easy fight for him, to, uh, you know, with this fucking matchup, um, alright, going into the co-main event, it is the Women's Bantamweight Championship fight, it is Amanda Nunes going against former champ Holly Holm, gonna go right into the last three fights for each fighter, starting with Amanda Nunes, no, 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 sorry, starting with Holly Holm, her last fight was against Megan Anderson, she won that fight by unanimous decision, that was in June 2018, and that was at Featherweight. Before that, Holly Holm fought Cyborg, and she lost that fight by unanimous decision, and that was in December 2017, and that was for the Featherweight title. I honestly forgot this fucking fight happened. Uh, when I was taking these notes, I was looking them up. I was looking up the last three fights, and I was like, holy shit, I completely forgot about that. Um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, before that, she fought Betch Kohara. And she won that fight with a KO, and that was in round three, and that was in June 2017. And that was her last uh, bantamweight fight. Now, her returning to bantamweight, of course. Last three fights for Amanda Nunes. Last one, of course, the fucking one everyone, the KO heard around the world. She fought Cyborg, won that fight by KO in round one. 
and she won the uh, feather, uh, the woman's featherweight title. That was in December 2018. Before that, she fought Raquel Pennington. She won that fight by TKO in round five, and that was um, her defending her uh, bantamweight title. And that was in May 2018. Before that. She fought Valentina Shevchenko. She won that fight by split decision. And that was in September 2017. That was also a title fight. Um, I thought Valentina won that fight. But that's a, that's a discussion for another day. Going into the keys to victory. Starting with Amanda Nunes. Uh, again, honestly, I only have two main keys to victory for Amanda. So, fuck it. Let's get right into them. Number one, be the aggressive fighter from the, uh, from the beginning of the fight. I in no way think Amanda won that first or second fight against uh, Valentina, but apparently, you know what I mean, won both by decision, but, you know, what do I know? Uh, regardless, from what I've seen in the lead-ups uh, between the embedded and the uh, countdowns uh, to this fight, Amanda seems like she ain't got no fucking worries, but what the fuck? You can't be overly confident going into this one. Yes, you just knocked out Cyborg, but literally in the sequence leading up to that finish, Either one of you, you know what I mean, either one of you was going to get fucking dropped dead. Um, you just happened to land the one shot to fucking do it between the two. Um, you know, who who fucking knows if that next shot that Cyborg, um, that next shot that Cyborg threw would have landed and ended the fucking fight in the same fucking way that um, the fight did end, you know what I mean, but the opposite. But like I said, we will never know. But Holly won't fight you like um, like Cyborg did. Cyborg cranes with a world-class and uh, world-renowned boxing champion, Clarissa Shields. Shout-out to Clar- uh, Clarissa Shields. Um, but Holly is a world-class and world-renowned boxing champ. She doesn't train with one. You know what I mean? She is one. So watch the fuck out, Michael Jackson. <laughs> That's an inside joke. Um, uh, I'm not even going to get into that. But second key to victory for Amanda, five-round fight don't think you're gonna fucking go into this fucking fight and finish Holly in the early rounds, I can't see that happening, Holly's way too, uh, you know, way too smart of a fucking fighter, it took you five fucking rounds to, um, it it took five rounds and a severely fucking broken nose to finish Raquel Pennington, and that shit was mainly because Raquel's corner, um, you know what I mean, because she literally told the fuckers that she was done, uh, my nose is broken, and they fucking threw her right back in to get hit with another, like, six straight fucking rights to that fucking nose until she had enough and the ref had to fucking stop it. Um, but she already had enough. But that's another discussion as well. Um, was and still am disgusted about that. And, you know what I mean? I forgot all about that until I was, until taking these fucking notes and getting pretty pissed off all over again, thinking about it again, reading these fucking notes. Um, but yeah. Forget about how, um, you know what I mean? Forget about how you knocked out Cyborg, because this is not going to be that same fight. Um, and I also fucking, I also forgot Holly fought Cyborg. But, um, yeah, going into the keys to victory for Holly Home. number one, Holly never fights dumb. So for me to start this shit off by saying fight smart just sounds fucking stupid. But because I don't have another way to fucking put it, I'm just going to say it. Holly needs to fight smart. <laughs> um, literally use the fucking boxing as expertise as the advantage. Nunez has very heavy hands, but she doesn't throw them shits as precise as a world champion boxer like Hollywood. You know what I mean? Amanda relies on her heavy shots, but only if they land is when they, you know what I mean, take effect. 
Amanda will not throw a fucking head kick this fucking fight. So, I, you know what I mean? I, I think that's fucking off the fucking table. Uh, leg kick here and there, like heavy leg kicks, sure. But no fucking way a head kick is going to get thrown by Amanda this fucking fight. So, it'll be a like a stand-up fucking kickboxing match, pretty much, you know what I mean? Um, number two, Kiefer Holly. Holly needs to make this her fight, which may not be the most entertaining, but if she wins her a fucking belt, who the fuck cares, right? She needs to stick and move and move all fucking fight going against the, um, you know, aggression, aggression first and uh, push forward style fighter in uh, Amanda. She needs to fight backwards all fucking fight. And um, Holly's good at that. And work that fucking jab all fight. But also pop shots to the fucking body as well, especially with roundhouse kicks to the fucking body. Every time Amanda gets close, throw those fucking roundhouse kicks to the fucking body. And if not the fucking body, uh, you know what I mean? Going into my third key for Holly, fucking leg kicks. If not fucking body, uh, roundhouse kicks to the fucking body, throw fucking leg kicks all fight. Chop the fuck out of Amanda's legs all fucking fight. She is so fucking heavy on that lead leg, especially when she plans to throw her fucking uh, heavy ass straight punches and hooks. Use that light footwork to dodge those fucking punches and chop her fucking leg the fuck up when circling out of the way of those fucking punches. This is a five round fight and uh, Amanda only relies on that power. Use that shit to your advantage uh, with the boxing footwork. Get out of the fucking way and uh, make her miss and pick her apart all five rounds. Especially after the second and third when she starts getting tired. Don't let Amanda dictate the pace. Get into her fucking skin, get under her fucking skin, sorry, and play that fucking cat and mouse game and make her chase you, you know what I mean, don't throw that fucking, um, you know what I mean, don't, don't, don't throw that, don't throw this fucking fight out the fucking window and make, you know what I mean, make this her fucking fight, make this your fucking fight, um, you know what I mean, make her chase you and throw that fucking question mark kick, faking the fucking leg kick, but only after you chop up the fucking leg for at least a round and a half, two rounds, then throw the fucking question mark kick up top to make Amanda think you're gonna think uh, you're gonna throw another leg kick and then loop that fucking flamingo leg right around the fucking top and crack her fucking head open with that you know what I mean with no fucking guard up you know what I mean because she will be blocking down low uh, kind of like how Shevchenko you know what I mean set it up but she sh- she set hers up against Jessica I with uh, body kicks regardless same fucking aspect you know what I mean same fundamentals in the setup. Uh, final pick, dun dun dun. I'm gonna fucking do it. I I was gonna get a, I was gonna download the soundboard, but I said I'm never gonna fucking get a use the soundboard again, so I fucking won't. I'm gonna make the sound myself. Dun dun dun. I'm going with Holly motherfucking home by a motherfucking decision, more than likely unanimous decision. But it could be a fucking split because you know what I mean Amanda does win those bullshit decisions sometimes. Um, or Holly could even very well win this fucking fight with a fucking head kick, like I mentioned earlier. She could set it up the whole fucking fight with leg kicks and body kicks and throw that fucking question mark kick and, you know what I mean, have Amanda asking questions when she wakes the fuck up later. (laughs) Um, but yeah, if Amanda wins this fight, it's gonna be by KO or a robbery decision. (laughs) If Holly wins this fight, it's gonna be by unanimous decision or by a KO head kick. Um... And I, I think it's going to be the second of the two. And you fucking heard it here first, fuckers. Anyone who knows me knows I can smell upsets. And I got I, I got a whiff of this one, man. I smell it. I feel like I smell it. 
Um, <laughs> going into the five round main event of the evening, it is a lightweight championship fight. Uh, lightweight, what the fuck am I saying? It is a five round light heavyweight championship fight. It is John Jones going against Tiago Santos. Going right into the last three fights, starting with Tiago Santos. He's on a four fight winning streak, three of which being by KOs. Last fight was against Jan Blakowicz. Blakowicz. I said his name right the whole fucking show, and now that I'm saying it the last time I'm ever going to say it, I fuck it up. Jan Blakowicz, he won that fight by TKO in round three, and that was in February 2019. Before that, he fought Jimmy Manuwa. Fucking nuts fight, dude. Insane. Won that fight by KO in round two, and that was in December 2018. Before that, another fucking crazy fight. He fought Eric Anders, and that was uh, he won that fight by TKO in round three, and that was in September 2018. Watch those last two fights that I just talked about if you haven't. Fucking insane. And if you have seen it, watch it again, because they're fucking nuts. <laughs> I could watch those fights like ten times in a fucking row and not get bored. Um, but yeah, last three fights for uh, John Jones. Last fight was against Anthony Smith. He won that fight by unanimous decision, and that was in March 2019. Before that, he fought Alexander Gustafsson. Uh, he won that fight by TKO, and that was the rematch from 2014, I believe. And uh, he won that fight by TKO, and this was in December of 2018. Before that, he fought Daniel Cormier. Uh, it was a TKO win for John Jones, but it was overturned to a no contest after John surprisingly, sarcasm, popped again for fucking steroids, not gonna get into it, regardless, that was in July of 2017, um, keys to victory and thoughts, starting with uh, Tiago Santos, number one, as John always does in his fights, he has a huge reach advantage in this fucking fight, uh, this fight having, uh, this fight being a nine and a half inch reach advantage, Tiago has to be the aggressor the whole fucking time, and try to get on the inside with big shots and get around that fucking reach. Because as we know, John likes to, you know, keep his fucking hands out to, uh, you know, keep the fucking fighter at his distance. Um, he needs to get around that fucking reach, get in the inside with fucking big shots. Um, but he has to watch out for John's, you know, dirty ass oblique kicks when he's getting close. You know what I mean? And that's John's specialty. Along with his fucking eye pokes uh, to keep the fighters away like I was saying earlier. <laughs> Intentional or not. The motherfucker does it every fucking fight, and it'll probably happen a couple times this one. Anyways, Tiago has to get on the inside and do his best to chew that fucking body up. Everyone, including John, thinks that um, Tiago has a puncher's chance, uh, you know, to win this fight, including myself. So he needs to throw everything at John, but not throw all fucking headhunter strikes. You know what I mean? Because John has the two uh, two inch height uh, two inch height advantage, which isn't much considering you know what I mean. Me thinking it would have been a much more uh, height advantage for John. Um, you know, especially after seeing their uh, face off at the media presser a couple days ago. But it's not that much. Um, it's the reach that's mostly uh, it's mostly the reach that's uh, the advantage. You know what I mean? Um, he needs to get on the inside of that fucking reach and that fucking length. But regardless, don't fucking headhunt as John is the taller, uh, you know, the taller one of the two and knows how to get out of the way of those, uh, you know, dangerous scenarios. Get on the fucking inside and beat John's body up to slow him the fuck down. Um, when you hit him with those fucking body shots, make sure these fucking shots are the fucking hardest fucking shots you have ever thrown in your motherfucking life. Period. Rush in. 
fucking blitz John every fucking chance you get. Uh, you know, I mean, you cannot let this fight go five rounds. John will, he'll just pick you apart as it goes. Uh, as the rounds go on, he'll just pick you apart. And Tiago will just tire out as the rounds go on. But throw everything, including the fucking kitchen sink at this motherfucker. You have to go in, you know what I mean? Guns fucking blazing, bro. Punch his chance. And hey, combat sports is the fucking sports of the biggest upsets. So anything can fucking happen. Um, going into the number two key for Tiago, starting with, uh, it's not starting with, but the number two, uh, the number two key leg kicks will be fucking perfect. I don't know why damn near any of John's opponents never utilize leg kicks or, you know what I mean? Come in with a leg kick heavy game plan. The dude's lanky as fuck and his legs are some like Kevin Durant scrawny shit. You know what I mean? Fuck those fucking legs up. Um, and Tiago has mean fucking kicks. So these fucking kicks should very well fuck John's moving up after, you know what I mean? After just a few flush ones, a uh, few good ones, you know what I mean? Even if John has a good, uh, puts on a good poker face and doesn't show that the kicks are affecting him, fuck that fucking noise. Fucking leg kicks, bro. They're gonna fucking hurt. You know what I mean? Especially if you're chewing them up. Fucking, uh, you know what I mean, throwing them, uh, just just fucking throw them, regardless whether he winces or shows it's affecting him or not, keep fucking throwing them and chop those fucking scrawny little fucking tree branches in half, you have to, utilize those fucking leg kicks, number three key for Santos, do not try to go for fucking takedowns, I don't, I don't know why he would, but I'm just saying, do not go for takedowns, and, uh, of course, do not get taken down, and that's a lot easier said than done, as John has a takedown in every single one of his fights, pretty much. Um, but still, I gotta say it because it's a fucking main key to victory. You gotta make this a fucking dog fight. Keep this shit on the feet. Even when John doesn't want to throw back and just moves, uh, you know, moves away, fucking hunt him down, and you know, what I mean, go again, do it again. You know, but Tiago has to be the most aggressive he's ever been, regardless. You know, what I mean. Get fucking sloppy. Do what the fuck you have to do. Because that's what the fuck has to happen. You know what I mean? Um, he has to be the most aggressive he's ever fucking been. And I hope he fucking knows this shit. You know what I'm saying? Because um, he's not going to out chess match John Jones in the IQ department of this shit. You know what I mean? And uh, beat him strategically. There's, there's no fucking way that's going to happen. He needs to be a fucking animal on the fucking loose and go for the fucking kill. But like I said, don't headhunt. Go for the fucking kill with... But you know what I mean? A fucking variety of fucking strikes. Chop, beat up the whole fucking body. Top to bottom. But, go for the fucking kill. Alright, going to the keys to victory for John Jones. Number one, be John Jones. Use the fucking insane reach advantage you always fucking have. And keep Santos at bay with your fucking reach and the distance like you usually do every fight. Uh, go through this fight smooth as fuck. But don't get fucking cocky. Or arrogant, you know what I mean? Make Santos miss uh, his fucking crazy and looping shots and uh, all those crazy haymakers, you know what I mean, that you know he's gonna throw. Let him tire himself out. And once you see him walking around with his fucking mouth wide open, all fucking gassed out, which is usually in the third round going on, if it makes it that far, and Santos fights never usually fucking goes the distance. But um, yeah, once he sees that fucking mouth wide open, and he's breathing heavy as fuck, start picking him apart with whatever the fuck you want. Uh, number two key for Jones, 
every time Santos gets close, circle the fuck out to the left and get the fuck away and get the fight, uh, you know, away from the fucking fence and get it right back to the fucking center of the octagon. Um, John has shown in his fights with Cormier especially that he tends to get caught in clinch positions and uh, eat short uppercuts uh, when that happens. Tiago has very nice and very fucking heavy uppercuts, so that can't happen this fight. Um, he needs to keep Santos away from him the whole fucking fight um, as the fight goes on. You know what I mean? Pretty much play cat and mouse, uh, like I was saying with um, Holly and Amanda. But Jones has to be the fucking mouse. You know what I mean? Uh, or in this fucking case, the fucking rat. Because he snitched down people to reduce his suspension when he popped the fucking steroids. But fucking rat. We're going to get into that another fucking time. Um... <laughs> Yeah, if you, know, if you fucking know me, you know I don't like John. But uh, we'll get into that a little later. But um, yeah, play the fucking game and uh, make Santos come to you. And every time he gets close, either jab or throw short elbows that, you know what I mean, the short elbows that John is known to fucking throw and that he's really good at. Use them shits and then circle away. Don't stay in front of Santos for long periods of times. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that's literally the fucking worst thing you could do this fight. Um... Once you can make him miss uh, the first winging shot, don't fucking stand there and try to make him miss the second one. You know what I mean? Just straight up get the fuck out of the fucking way after the first one. John, uh, John's head movement is very basic. You know what I mean? He's, it's not like no Anderson Silva reflexes and shit. Um, you know what I mean? So he can't stay in front of Santos when Santos is coming in blitzing with fucking crazy shit. He needs to fucking move. Um, obviously, go, all right, going into the third key, obvious. Obvious size advantage, especially on the day and moment of the fight itself. John comes into the cage fucking huge. Uh, Tiago doesn't need to cut much weight as his normal weight class was middleweight. Um, you know what I mean? So this being a light heavyweight fight, he doesn't have to cut, uh, cut much weight. You know what I mean? So John's definitely going to come in the bigger fighter no matter what. But yeah, John needs to use that fucking weight and size advantage, um, you know what I mean, that he's going to have on fight night. Every time Santos blitzes in, if you don't circle away, wrap him the fuck up and, you know what I mean, get the fucking trip for a takedown. And get the fucking heavy top pressure that you are known for and completely obliterate Santos when you get on top. And, um, you know what I mean, have control in that position. I doubt Santos is, um, Santos is a fucking beast. You know what I mean, he's strong as shit. But I doubt he's strong enough to, um, you know what I mean, just throw, uh, uh, I was about to mix up John and Jones, weird, uh, you know what I mean, I doubt Santos is strong enough to throw off John, um, you know what I mean, and just fucking, you know, throw him off and get right back to the fucking feet, so, uh, take this fight to the ground, get top control, especially full mount or a crucifix position, and rain down fucking savage ground and pound elbows or just savage fucking shots, period, or, if Santos is literally open, you know what I mean, he's he's open to everything while down there and has a fucking arm exposed, you're blocking the fucking Kimura. I could see that I could see that happening as well. If if, if it's any submission, uh, you know what I mean, with John uh, winning by, I could see it being a Kimura. Watch it happen. Um but yeah, more so use the fucking usual and savage ground upon strikes after you get those takedowns. Um my final pick, obviously, probably like everyone else, John Jones. Um, you know what I mean? But I think it'll end in a TKO or a submission victory for him. Like I said, Tiago has a puncher's chance to win this fucking fight. And, um, you know what I mean? It's, it's fucking combat sports, man, where the biggest upsets are bound to fucking happen. But I don't see this fight being that much of a test for John, honestly. Um, the main test for him 
is to stay away from those, you know, looping, winging shots, but that's it. Uh, besides punching power, John beats him literally everywhere. You know what I mean? John is not overlooking Tiago, I don't think. And, you know what I mean? He better not be. I don't think he is, though. You know what I mean? He's much smarter than that, but I... Much smarter. When it comes to fighting, he's much smarter. But, um, you know what I mean? I think this will be a fairly easy fight for John. I'd fucking love for Tiago to come in and completely knock the fuck out of John Jones. Because, <laughs> like I said, I, I fucking hate John. Uh, do I think he's easily one of the greatest fighters of all time? Of course. But that does not fucking mean I have to automatically like the fucking guy. Fuck that shit. Yeah, I don't think he's a good person. He's 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 done some pretty fucked up shit. I ain't gonna get into that. You wanna fucking know about it? Go look into it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I got John via TKO or a submission. But uh, yeah, um, that was episode ten, guys. Holy shit, we fucking hit the big ten milestone. And uh, hopefully by the end of tonight, we hit we had uh six hundred listeners. Um, cause we're um we're at like five seventy or something at last time I checked. But, um, again, sorry I couldn't get this episode out yesterday as, uh, this fucking bitch-ass wisdom tooth infection got, got me all fucked up, man. Literally at the worst fucking time, too. Uh, that along with it being, uh, 4th of July. Again, happy 4th yesterday to everybody listening. Um, you know, my tooth along with the neighbor setting off bootleg fireworks, there was no way I could fucking get an episode recorded last night. Because this mic would have picked that shit up, um, and fucked everything up. Uh, you know, but... All good. No doubt I had to get that shit done today, period. Especially with the fight being tomorrow. Um, alrighty. Today is Friday, July 5th, 2019. And, uh, the episode UFC 239 is tomorrow, Saturday, uh, Saturday, Saturday, July 6th. Um, prelims starting at, uh, 5 o'clock. Uh, no, sorry, early prelims, 5 o'clock. Prelims, um, 8 o'clock, sorry. Early prelims, 6 o'clock. Prelims, 8 o'clock. Main card, 10 o'clock, as, you know, usual pay-per-views are. Um, I can't fucking wait for this fucking card. It is fucking loaded with good fights. Um, you know what I mean? If you, if you, you know what I mean? If you're a hardcore fucking, uh, if you're a hardcore, f- uh, fight fan, you know this fucking fight is stacked from top to bottom. You hear my fucking annoying-ass dog back there? So fucking annoying. <laughs> um, but yeah. Hope you all, uh, hope you all are able to, uh, catch this event and enjoy yourself because I fucking know I will. Um, alright guys, this was episode 10. Uh, this is Nabi Podcast. I am your host, Sani Nabi, and I will see you guys episode 11, which will be the review episode, uh, uh, yeah, the review episode for this event. Alright? Thanks for listening, guys. I will see you guys then. This is Nabi Podcast. I am your host, Sani Nabi. Out.